quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connected parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I have a lovely guest, Navia, who's come on with her parenting question. And I'd just like her to introduce herself. So Navia, tell us just a little tiny bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Navia. I'm a mother of two kids. I have a four and a half year old girl and a one year old boy. So it's been a life really changed <laughs> quite a bit after the little baby came along. Yeah. And my four and a half year old daughter, like, there's a lot of behavioral changes. Yeah, so definitely. To a, a few of those today with you. Awesome. I'm so glad you are willing to share your experience. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. I have a lot of clients and I have a lot of people on Instagram who are constantly like, I have the toddler and the baby. And I think that's the most difficult place to be in parenting is to have a toddler and a baby. It's really, really hard. And the transition from one to two kids is one kid is manageable. Two kids is not manageable. And it doesn't, no one ever really tells you just how hard it is. So I know everyone's going to be able to get a lot out of your questions. I like to ask my clients and also people on my podcast, and I forgot to prep you for this. So you'll have to go off the cuff. One thing in your life that's going well today. I don't know if I can say today, but tomorrow we are hoping to throw a surprise party for a good friend of mine. So I'm excited for that. That's really fun. Yeah, really fun. These little things will also kind of like, I like to do these just also to bring my daughter into the spirit. Yeah. You know, doing things for your friends. Yeah, very sweet. So let's dive into your parenting question. And you kind of had two of them. We'll start with one. And why don't you tell us what you're struggling with? 
Okay. So off late, my four and a half year old daughter, like she spent a couple of weeks with her cousin, who's like a couple of years older to her. Uh, they're all very sweet. They get along very nicely. But ever since like that cousins left and or whatever, like she's picked up these phrases like, that's not fair. I don't like you in this whiny tone. And so... I just keep ignoring it because I don't really know what to say in that moment. But honestly, it annoys the hell out of me. (laughs) She does this more to my husband and he doesn't completely understand that. She doesn't really mean it. It's just not personally saying it to us but in that moment it's like I try to say things like oh I see there's some strong feelings I know you still love us but I don't know what to say in that moment. Later I think of saying that something yeah that moment what do I say is yeah that's a good question. I think I'm, you're definitely not alone. I've heard a lot of parents will say, oh, they're playing with the older kids on the playground. And now they're like pretending to shoot people or they're pretending to play really roughly and they learn things from their peers around them. And I think one of the things that we can think with, especially with the whining, is that whining is an indication that our child needs connection. And so if we think of it like that, like they're communicating something to us they're telling us something about themselves. And she's chosen to manifest her disconnection, quote unquote, onto whining. And some kids use aggression and some kids use fighting with their brothers and sisters and some kids use defiance. All kinds of different behaviors crop up when kids aren't feeling connected. And her not feeling connected is not your fault. It's something that kids go through and adults go through, people go through on a daily basis. We feel really good about the relationship we're in sometimes, just like our husband or our wife. We feel really good about our marriage at sometimes, and sometimes we don't feel so good or we feel disconnected. And the fact that she has a younger sibling that's only a year old could have something to do with it too. So when she comes to you with the whining, or saying you're mean, or that's not fair, or any of those things, we immediately think this child needs connection. So it isn't so much about what we say to them, but it's about what we do. So in those moments when she's whining to thwart it, the easiest thing I can think of is just giving her a hug. Okay. Just come or saying, oh, looks like little girls who whine. I guess they're going to get hugs from their mommy. (laughs) Yeah, I see what you're saying. And so if we can come with connection every single time, over time, we get that whining to go away because now she's feeling more filled up. She's feeling more connected and it would be really simple to do. And she's so little, she would change so quickly. Hopefully, yeah, because I have noticed that when she's sometimes doing something different like this, which when I don't know what to do, I just try to crack it up. I just try to make a joke out of it. And instantly I see her mood change. Yeah, yeah. I think she's still at that age. Maybe once she grows up, she'll probably see through my plan. But nah, 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 nah. At least my 15 year old falls for it every time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say, oh, sassy girls, I guess they're going to have to get kisses and hugs if they're mean to their mom. (laughs) And she immediately changes. She loosens. She like relaxes. And I think it's like when we go into a place where we're correcting them or telling them why they can't do it, it pushes them deeper into the whining or into the mean behavior or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. It's hard to keep doing the same thing. It's actually very simple, right? The way you put it, it's loosen it up try to make the mood light, just hug it out. That's so easy, but yet so hard to think in that moment. and do it. Oh, because the whining is so annoying. 
is. It's so annoying. It's that behavior that we just want to squash. Yes. And I think we really think that they mean it, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're trying to be unkind or they're trying to annoy us or there's something innately wrong with them. Yes. That's exactly what you go, you think. Yeah, that's what you think. And if you can change that, you can flip that script for yourself and think there's not something wrong with my child. My child's having a hard time and it's manifesting in this behavior. Yeah, I like what you said. Yes, yes, that's very powerful. I have to try that on. Yeah, try that as much as you can. Try it for like one week. Just think I'm going to hug her every single time for one week and then see how you feel afterwards. Yes. Okay, good. All right, I'm so glad you have a second question. What was your second question? Yeah, so my daughter, she just moved into a new classroom and she seems to be struggling a little making new friends. She is kind of the youngest in this new class. Usually they move kids there after they're five. She's not really at five. Sometimes they move a little earlier because the school year is starting. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have any problem mingling with kids when she joined her older class. Like Mm -hmm. she was four years, three months, but maybe that's also because the teacher is in the old class is very sweet. He's Mm -hmm. the kindest person, really. I don't know where she gets so much patience from, but she's the best. And in the new classroom, the teachers already know that there are older kids who will go away anyway. So I think they're not paying so much attention to making sure that they all mingle well. They're also probably just holding their fault for the older kids to probably leave. I don't know. Because on Tuesday, she actually starts her kindergarten officially, though she's been in that classroom for three weeks now. So I'm trying to prep her and... Trying to stay like, you know, you don't have to, you can make new friends because she moved to this class with two other girls and one of them or either of them is missing. She's kind of lost. Okay. This is good. I think once again, I don't think you're the only one. I think there's a lot of people, this is all back to school time, right? And a lot of people are dealing with first time to kindergarten or moving to a middle school or moving classrooms where they don't have their friends. A lot of anxiety around school. So I think first we have to just know in our hearts, transitions are really hard for kids. Even if the best of circumstances were, if all her friends were going and she were feeling like everybody, she was the same age as everyone and she was moving on with everybody. Even so, you have a new teacher, you have new routine, you have new everything. So it's hard. I'm just curious about a couple of things. What's she saying to you? So before she moved to this kindergarten class, she would tell everybody that she saw, I'm moving to kindergarten, I'm moving to kindergarten. And then right from day two, like when I go to drop her off and right outside she would say I don't want to go or like she's like a little timid actually she doesn't really say I don't want to go she's very timid like the other class she would just go inside she wouldn't even give me a hug yeah this class she's like just lingering around there she's taking a lot of time to just take off her shoes and they have inside shoe outside shoe do all that business I actually read, heard one of your podcasts and found Dr. Siggy and I found a lot of beautiful transcripts that she has and yes. one of them really helped me. And most of the thing you have to do it ahead of time, right? Not during drop off. Yeah. So sometimes it helps like she didn't want to go to school one day and I read all these transcripts, but it is so hard to yes. say it verbatim because if you say it verbatim, it, they help. So I actually saved the post. I was like, I hugged her. She was on me and I was just reading it off with feelings and it really clicked. Yeah. I think the biggest thing we can have for them is empathy. Yeah. Just to saying, I know this is really hard, honey. I see you're having a hard time. It's okay. I'm right here. And maybe even letting her cry about it and maybe even letting her be upset about it and just staying there. I think a lot of times we want to say, oh no, it's okay. Ah, I saw Joni in there. She's your friend. You can go in there and hang out with Joni. Oh my gosh. Aren't you so excited about your new cubby? 
you're going to, and your new teacher, she seems so nice, right? We want to talk them out of feeling bad, right? As opposed to leaning into the sadness with them, Mm -hmm. because it's okay for her to be sad. It Mm -hmm. really is. It's okay for her not to want to go. So normal. Even if she's been at the school and even if she was really looking forward to kindergarten, it's like little kids will say, oh, I can't wait to have a little brother. I'm so excited for my baby brother to come. And then the baby brother comes and they're like, well, dang. I don't want this baby baby brother around anymore. So they're so excited to go to kindergarten, right? Because we've said too, like, oh, you're going to kindergarten. It's so exciting. It's so big. You're so important. And sure, that's great. But the reality of moving your classroom at a very young age is very hard still. Yeah. And she may very well want to do it, but it's still hard. Yeah. And that's okay. And I think just having empathy, I'm right here for you. It's okay to be sad. I know you're scared. You look like you're having a hard time. I'm here. I understand. And when she hugs you, just like hugging her and not letting go first, letting her hug you until she lets go. Yeah. I heard that from your podcast. Yeah. 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 And I think just really leaning into the empathy. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. How can I prep her to make new friends? Like now that she's in a new class, I try to do some role playing, you know, with, with soft toys, how like four kids are playing, you know, what do you go say? To me, obviously, she says, can I play with you? And she'll say all that. Maybe I should do more of that role playing with toys or something. Or I think she'll get there on her own. A good example is Pia had a hard time at school and I got really involved. And I was like, maybe you should go in and say this. Maybe you should go in and say that. Maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that. And it really pushed her away from me because she wasn't ready. And so she stopped confiding in me because she wasn't ready to do what I suggest. Mm -hmm. And so she just stopped telling me anything that was going on. So what I would really recommend is being a good listener Mm -hmm. and not really worrying too much that she's not going to make friends because guess what? She probably will. If you just give her her process, it Mm -hmm. might take her some time, but when she comes to you about her friends or the people in her class, if she says something about them, be a good listener. Oh, that's interesting. What else happened? Oh, I see. Tell me what you did. Oh, you did that. Well, that's cool. Well, what else? And just gather information as opposed to giving suggestions and opinions. Mm -hmm. Okay. She'll get there. She'll make friends. Just give her a little time. She'll do it when she's ready. She might not be ready right now. She might be reading the room too. She might be saying, let me see who these people are. Who do I want to be friends with? Let me see how they interact with other kids. Let me see how they interact with the teacher. Maybe she's being picky. Maybe she's figuring out who's safe. Mm, And that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably develops their intuition and 
their gut feeling too, right? Yeah, they listen to their intuition because if we make them go get a friend, are they really getting a friend because they want one? And are they picking the right one because they're being discerning or are they just doing it to please us? Mm -hmm. Okay, that was good. Any other stuff around school? I had something about clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see a lot about give them choices so they get to pick. But there are some clothes like she does not want to wear, like jeans or anything like that. There's a section of clothes that she does not want to wear. And I try to give her a couple of choices. I know that she may not want to wear either of them, that she would want to wear the same set of clothes over and over. So I just wonder, like, maybe I should just let go, right? Just have her wear whatever she wants, because especially now that... Like from our culture, there are some special clothes that we would like to wear on some special occasions, but she does not want them. Yeah, Yeah. you have the right answer. You already said it. I always wanted to dress my kids because I thought it was fun. You know, I had these two little girls and I wanted the cute outfits and this and that. You can only do that for so long before they're like, "Mm, you know what? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. My life. These are my clothes. So I completely let go in the way of clothing Mm -hmm. when they were younger because it's also control. Mm -hmm. We control everything in their lives. We control where they go to school, really who they play with, where they won't go on vacation, what they eat what socialization they do, what activities they do. They need some control in their lives. And it's two choices that you don't want. It's not really a choice. It's like, here, do you want the Brussels sprouts or the green beans? It's like, (laughs) no, I I want the French fries. Like, duh, why are you asking me two things I hate? So I would really just let her pick it all out herself. I mean, Esme used to wear the same thing over and over and over. And it was just being okay with that. Yeah, that's what she does for her swimwear. She wants me to wash the same thing and she wants to wear the same thing over and over. And I don't know. It's like, what is wrong with that? Yeah, that's what a part of me tells myself that understands all this focus, but I'm like, oh gosh, I hope she wears it just once. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you stop buying the jeans and stop buying the things that she doesn't necessarily want and let her pick out what she wants to buy because sometimes maybe she did that too. Like she picked it and she's like, no, I just wanted to see it. I didn't want you to buy it. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, and also jeans aren't very comfortable and maybe kids don't understand that they're so inexperienced. They think, oh, that looks good. I've seen people wear it. I want that. And then they get it home and put it on and try to play in it. And they're thinking, these don't let me, you know, I can't run and jump and play in jeans. So that makes sense. Yeah. Now you've got it. You're figuring it all out. You're putting it all together. Trying to, yes. You're doing great. All right. Anything else? Any other questions while we're here? Yeah, I had actually one more thing. Yep. So she goes to an online music class. It's been a year now. Initially, she was more kind of into it. She likes singing, like, you know, just random stuff. So it's more structured, but, but every once in a while she says, I don't want it. I don't, how many, like, when do I stop music classes? So I said, I told her like, we're not talking about stopping now. It's kind of gone. And I kind of showed my other friends or whoever who are older people who sing and like, how do you keep them interested? Because even her music teacher was, I think very, she's pretty good. She tells me that you can expect that from them. Yeah. They will not always be interested, but we just keep it going because eventually, you know, they'll enjoy. But how do you make that? That's hard. I mean, I think that's really hard. Yeah, that's really hard. I think there's two ways to look at it. One, you can, you can push through and set the limit. And when you say, oh, you know, we're going to keep doing music. But when you do that, you have to have empathy too. I know you don't really want to go today. I understand, but we have to go to music. I know it's really hard. I know it seems like it's not that fun today, but we've got to go and just having empathy around it. But then still expecting her to go. Mm. And then the other way to look at it too, is that at some point, when does she get to choose what she wants to do? 
Yeah. And, you know, I wanted my daughter to be a golfer. I don't know why I just had that in my head. Like I wanted her to golf. And so I had her golfing at three years old and going to the golf course with my dad and like golfing. And I was so proud of her and I was so excited and I was so into it. And eventually after like a year and a half, she came to me and said, I don't want to golf anymore. And I was crushed. Yeah. And I kept thinking, why am I crushed that my daughter doesn't want to golf? Because this was my dream. Yes. And not her dream. Yeah. And she ended up being a theater person. And I didn't want her to be a theater person. It wasn't in my wheelhouse and it wasn't my expectations. Wasn't what I dreamed of. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to come to terms with the idea of when does her life become hers? Mm-hmm. And when do I let her choose? Right. Yeah. I know there are like some things that I keep hearing from even some of the kids who are talented when they grow up to you know become good singers. They say, I'm glad my parents pushed yeah. me because my mom pushed me and I didn't do it, but I feel like she should have done it. She should have pushed me. <laughs> right. So, and so then that plays into, yeah, that plays into my thing and something are hard. I feel like she should have done it, but she did not push me hard enough. And that's why I have that predicted. But so now I want to make sure I do push her or like do keep that interest going on. So one thing I'm hearing and I'm thinking that probably makes more sense is you getting into it. You also taking the same class because I used to dance at one point and she kind of because I used to practice at home, she used to take into it. So maybe thinking, maybe I should do that because yeah. it's model, right? They're model. Right. And or are you doing it as a family? Are you guys all singing? And are people playing instruments? And is it Friday night you're singing? And are there songs? And is she practicing songwriting? And like, I was just sending her to the golf course because I yeah. wanted her to do it for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I liked golf. So I was out there golfing or I was like incorporating it into our family or we were having Friday night golf sessions or whatever yeah. it was. It was just That's like the change, right? Yeah, it was my yeah. dream. And I think kids do do what you do. Yes, they do. But also they do find their own interests. Like my younger one is a competitive dancer because she found it herself. Mm -hmm. So there's that too. It's all about, I think, giving choices and being open to their own interests. And if you do want them to be interested in a thing, to cultivate it on many different levels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm glad I talked to you about that. It makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't want her to hate it. Levels. Yeah. Yeah. And if you push them too far into it and you might make them dislike it. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah, want that. That's what I'm afraid that I should not do. And I sometimes think, should I like take a break for a year and then come back to it? She's little. You totally can. Yeah, because there are other kids in her class who just started who's like a year old and she's and that girl is doing a lot better because she understands everything. She can read for one. Yeah. So my daughter is just figuring out how to read English. So it's harder for her to read uh, music. Yeah. All good things to think about. We want them to enjoy it too. And are we doing something for the sake of doing it? Are we doing something for the sake of enjoying it? Mm -hmm. And where are we? We don't want them to not listen to themselves internally. We want them to try to find joy instead of just doing something because they're trying to please us. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of different levels to think about in there. Yes. You'll find your way. Yeah. You'll find your way. You're so welcome. Is there anything else, my dear? There's definitely a lot, but I think I'm walking away with a lot of, I should say easy, but I just hope they come to me in that mind, like the hugging thing or just more empathy or trying to cultivate music in all avenues, like not just sending her to the class and having her practice. Yeah. Uh, especially the hugging thing was a big thing for me today. I'm like, yeah. To do. Why don't I think of it? Well, you just don't think of it because society doesn't tell us that stuff. Society that says- It just annoys you. Yes. Stop whining. 
don't talk to me like that. You know, you go straight to those thoughts. Yes. Yeah. But you'll get there and you'll have this podcast to listen to so you can listen yes. to it again and again. And then I you'll just thinking of that too. I have to listen to it a few times myself. Yeah, you'll hear it. Thank you so much. You were so lovely. I love your questions. I so think much. lots of people will like them. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah. Thanks for having thank me. you. Thank you everybody for coming and listening to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.